This is the Spin Talk Podcast. Catch Spin Talk with Lauren, live on Spin 1038 weekdays from 1. Spin 1038, this is Spin Talk with Lauren. Okay, I better clarify this, right? Because I was saying before the song there that I feel like every parent has a favourite. I'm not saying that you love one child more than the others, just in case there's like killings in your car at the moment, right? And your kids are like, what? Which of you do you love more? No, it's you probably love them all equally. But what I'm saying is maybe some parents prefer spending time with some of their kids than others. And I think like this mum was saying on this morning, that at the moment her two-year-old is her favourite because she's like, we got a bit more one-on-one time. I feel like we bonded more. The older two are in school all the time. She didn't say much about the one-year-old, but I figure he's a nightmare. So at the moment, the two-year-old is her favourite to be around. Now, the issue people are having with her is that she says it in front of her kids that the two-year-old's her favourite. I don't know how um, damaging that might be. But be honest, if you're a parent, sometimes... You know, and especially I think if one of your kids is more like you, you're going to clash more. So you probably prefer hanging around with another one. Let me know. 087-711-103. We won't tell them that you said it. Um, but And also I want you to think about growing up in your own family. Was there a favourite? Was it you? Did everyone else know it was you? And did they hate you because of it? 087-711-1038. Counselling psychologist Leslie Shoemaker joins me on the line. Hi, Leslie. Hey, how are you? I'm good, thank you very much. Do you think there's a favourite in every family, Leslie? I don't think there's a favourite in every family, but I was just thinking about what you said about the one-year-old being a nightmare, and I was thinking about what a nightmare I was when I became a teenager, <laughs> and how my parents probably preferred my younger sister a lot more to me during those few years. That's it, different stages and different ages. Family dynamics change all the time, and I think... That that's all really this mum was saying on this morning is that at the moment she prefers hanging out with her two-year-old than the rest of them. And I, I love that. I personally love that stage because it's so much fun. They're pain in one regard because I love that word, no, but they're, they're just kind of exploring the world and figuring things out and they can be just so funny. But I, I do think the elemental stages are part of it, but unfortunately I'm thinking of the Kardashians. Yes, uh, I mentioned them earlier. Chris prefers yeah. him wash my mouth out with soap for saying it but yeah and 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 what's really sad is it pits the three girls against each other you know because you know they're all vying for chris's attention and she openly says kim's her favorite and all it's going to do is create conflict and and what little of the show i've seen over the years it does create conflict they get quite mad at her when she says it Mm. you know um chloe and courtney i had to think about this (laughs) So it's, you know, there. I hear stories, I heard it from clients as well over the years, friends, people I've met, you know, where one kid is preferred over everybody else. And it just angers people because they get preferential treatment. I've heard of stories where one kid can go to university and the others can't. And the one who went to university is because, well, that was our favorite. And that's wow. why they went. To, yeah. So it depends on how it comes out. Like with this mom, if it's just because the two-year-old's a heck of a lot of fun at the moment, fair play you know as long as it's done in a way that isn't you know annoying the other two kids or giving a message that somehow they're less than that's what's really important what kind of impact can it have on you if you're the favorite do you feel like there's more pressure on that kid no unfortunately what they can do is they can grow up kind of with this gimme gimme attitude where they think that they're the center of everybody's universe and that you know they get whatever they want and this is how life operates you know, those really selfish people that we talk about, and, you know, in the media and things like that. Um, and, and 
for some it might put pressure on, but it just seems to me an awful lot of times it's quite the opposite. You know, they quite enjoy the position because it's a position of power and privilege within the family. I'd really like to hear people's own stories about their dynamic and their family growing up. Like if, if you're the favor if you were the favourite or you were favoured by your parents, what kind of impact did it have on you and your relationship with your siblings? Because as you rightly said, Leslie, people can get really, really angry about it. Like I feel like Chloe Kardashian hates Kim. Oh God, yeah. And and it's really sad because what I've seen in the headlines, it sounds like Chloe Kardashian can really use her sisters in her life at the moment, especially having just had a baby. That's a stressful time as it is. But it's it's when that message is that everybody else is less than, that's where the damage can really happen. It, you know, it can create self-esteem, um, depression. It, you know, can even lead to addictions in severe cases. It wouldn't be everybody. I'm kind of doing the dramatic possible outcome here. That wouldn't apply to everybody. But bottom line is, why would you want a family full of conflict? Where you know people feel like you know one person, one one brother or one sister is held above everybody else. It's not very fair. Leslie, always great to have you on Spin Talk. Thanks a million for your time. Thanks. That's Leslie Shoemaker, there, counselling psychologist. Um, I don't know, right? Leslie was saying there that so, quite often, this is from her experience as a psychologist, that the favourite can grow up quite selfish, quite demanding because they've always been favoured. I wonder, though, if you grow up like with your siblings hating you because you're the favourite, I, I wonder would it have the opposite effect on you? Maybe you don't want to be the favourite. I'd really like to know what it was like in your family growing up. Did you feel like your parents had a favourite or treated you differently? Does it depend on the ages and, and stage that you're at because this mum that was on this morning favours her two-year-old and she was saying it's because I get more one-on-one time with her she's great fun to be around the older two really are like her in school they don't have much time for me I can totally understand that if you prefer one of your kids to the others like we won't tell them but admit it I'd love to hear someone admit it I'm on 87 1038 I want to know who the favourite is in your family and if you're a parent and you're brave enough to admit that you kind of prefer one of your kids to another I want to hear from you. 087-711-1038. Amy is on the line. Hi, Amy. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How many in your family, Amy? Four. Okay, so listen, there's definitely a favourite when there's four kids because they can't possibly love you all the same. Uh, one just depends on my sister. So I'm actually the baby. Um, I'm 26, but I'm the baby. And then I have an older brother and I have an older sister and then I have an older brother older than her. So my sister will be kind of in the middle, but she's definitely the favourite. And do you all feel that she was the favourite? Oh, 100%, yeah. Now, I would have kind of, because I had a bit of an illness growing up, so I would have got kind of, um, it would have been different rules for me, obviously, because I had an illness, so they would have kind of been more protective with me. Okay. But when it comes to, like, other things, my sister would 100% still be the favourite. So do you think because they had to give you a lot of attention because you weren't well, that they felt guilty and then they overcompensated with her? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think it, it was kind of different attention. They gave me attention, kind of health wise and stuff. But even to this day, like if it ever came down to kind of you know like the, the basic thing, you'd ask your parents for like lens of money or this or that. She'd get it before any of the rest of us would get it. Like <laughs> why? I don't know. I have no idea. She's just a favour. I have no idea. I think she's she's a bit of a licker, to be honest. That's probably why. <laughs> And, like, does she know she's the favourite? 
Oh, 100%, yeah. So she milks she's, it. Like, she, she's always like, well, mum and dad love me the most and all this, you know, that type of way. How do the four of you get on, Amy? Um, so I'm 26, then there's be my brother, he's 31, and then obviously the older two are like 36, 37. So, they'd obviously, when I was growing up, I felt really left out because they'd obviously be going out together all the time and um, I kind of I felt really left out growing up, but now that we're kind of a bit older, we are really, really close. Uh, me and my sister would clash a lot, though. Yeah, sounds I, like it. <laughs> when, I was, when I was a teenager, I was, <clears throat> sorry, I was a nightmare, like an absolute nightmare. So my sister would have always been, yeah, ma'am, I'll do this. No, ma'am. And I was the complete opposite. I was the wild child. I was out there and everything I shouldn't be doing and stuff. So. Yeah, but you see, as the baby, you probably got away with murder because they were wrecked by the time they got to you, Amy. So the older three probably thought you got away with so much more. They did, so then there was killings, obviously, over that, because they were like, she got away with that, but then I was like, well, you get this, and there was just more, they're like, even though there's such a big age gap, there's just still killings between us all. <laughs> Lovely to speak to Amy, thanks for coming on. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Amy's sister, she reckons, is the favourite in her family, she comes from a family of four, and she says because her sister's a lickers. <laughs> I love it. What is it like in your family? Is there someone who's a clear favourite? And if you are the favourite, do you know you are? Like Amy's sister knows it. She's like, yeah, look, they love me the most. End of story. Uh, I want to hear about your family today because I don't think I'm going to get a parent on the phone who admits loving uh, one of their kids. Well, no, I was saying, sorry, it's not that you love one kid more than the others, but it's that maybe one of them you're just like you gel with a bit more. You just think is sounder. Uh, The reason we're talking about it is there was a mum on this morning over in the UK and she has four kids and her two-year-old is her favourite because she's like, she's just the crack. And the other two are in school, the nine-year-old and seven-year-old. And then she's a one-year-old. And she's like, I just got a bit more one-on-one time. Because obviously with a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old, she probably didn't get that much time alone with either of them. And so she feels like she's bonded with this two-year-old a bit more. It's not to say she doesn't love the others. She just hangs out with the two-year-old more. I think that's reasonable enough, don't you? 087-711-1038. Maggie is on the line. Hi, Maggie. Hi, Lauren. How are you? I'm good, thank you very much. Now, Maggie, are you from a big family? Uh, well, I have two twin brothers and me, and that's all. Okay, so what was it like growing up with the twins, Maggie? Well, they're six years older than me, nearly six years older than me, and it wasn't the best, to be honest. Even I was the only girl in the family, I wasn't still the favourite. Okay. And my mum especially favoured the, the youngest twin of my brothers. And uh, she always told us that he needs more pampering. Okay. So it, was, it wasn't the best, to be honest, because I always felt left out. Did you feel like you were in their shadow a bit, Maggie? I was always in their shadow. They got everything and they got always the best in everything. And so now that you're adults, how do you get on with them? Uh, to be honest, um, I think you said something um, earlier that um, probably the favoured one always uh, grew up being selfish and it's totally true in my family. Um, my relationship to, towards him suffered a lot. We're not in touch anymore. Oh, I'm sorry We to lost hear contact, this. yeah. And how do the, the, do the two lads get on? Do they still see each other? Um, probably because they are twins, their relationship has been always better than with me mm-hmm. as brothers, but they are not as close as they were before, no. And what about your mum, Maggie? 
Um, unfortunately, my parents passed away. Oh. So, to be honest, when they lived, um, they were always the favorite. Yeah. So, I don't know how, how could it be now, but um, I guess even if my parents are alive, it would have it would be the same like now. Yeah, I'm really sorry to hear you lost them, Maggie, and I'm really <laughs> sorry to hear about your relationship with your brother breaking down. But that is the serious side to it: is that growing up, you felt like you didn't get a look in. Uh, well, it was hard growing up like this. Yes. Oh, Maggie, I'm yes. really sorry to hear that. Thank you for sharing. No problem. Thank you very much. Good to speak to you today. Wow, I don't feel like joking about this anymore. Um, Maggie, you know, totally different experience to Amy growing up. She had older brothers who were twins and she felt that her mum really favoured them, particularly one of the twins. And she was like, yeah, totally. Like Leslie Shoemaker was saying, the favourite grew up to be really selfish and we're not in touch anymore. So yeah, it can it can go badly, you know, if, if one is favoured. But then you hear Amy earlier on and Amy's like laughing and joking about it and there seems to be quite a good relationship between all her and all her siblings and her sister kind of laughs about the fact that she's the favourite. I suppose other things come into play as well. I would like, like to hear about your situation today and your family growing up. Did you feel like your parents favoured one child over another? Get involved. I'm on 087-711-1038. Laura is next. Hi, Laura. Hi. Laura, Rachel tells me you're the middle child. Yes, well, there was, there's four of us. So the, myself and my other sister are the middle. Okay. And then there was my, the eldest was my brother, and he was one favourite, and the youngest is my other sister, and she was definitely the other favourite. And it was very, very obvious. Now, I'm lucky, I suppose, that there was four, because myself and my other sister always were very, very, very close growing up, and even now we're still like the best. And they call us the other two. But, um, no, I, they actually yeah. call you that. The other two, yeah. But I, I, I think it actually, to be honest with you, I think I would rather have it like to do it all again. I'm glad I wasn't the favourite. I think the eldest and youngest have an attitude of the world that owes them. And I think when they have to work for something, they didn't have to do that growing up. And I think it's a struggle for them now. Really? Yes, I really do. And, like, I have four children. Now, I know you think no one's going to admit to having a favourite. And I can honestly say, you know, there's, I suppose there's a, there's a gap. So my eldest is 13, then I'm a 10-year-old, then I'm a 7-year-old, and I'm a 3-year-old. So they're all very, very different personalities. So I would get on with all the different parts of their personalities, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like that's I, what I, I meant, yeah. Yeah, I would do that. And, of course, obviously, at times... Some, some of them are more trying than others, but then they'll switch around and, you know, somebody is is annoying you and the other one who was annoying you earlier wasn't. So it's, I think they just switch around. I wouldn't say I actually have a favourite yeah. out of all of them, but just different, like that different times that's going on with them differently. Laura, I feel like we need to clear the next half an hour to talk to you about all of this because, <laughs> um, look, let's go back to you growing up for a second. You, you feel that the older one and the baby, see, the baby is special and I'm the baby in my family. There's only two of us, but I think yeah. the baby is always the baby and they get loads of things that the others don't. But I don't think the baby is necessarily always the favourite. I'm surprised now to hear one of you middle two weren't the favourite. No, no. Well, my granddad used to say to me, I think my granddad kind of seen how we were left out a little bit. So my granddad would kind of take us aside and say, you're my favourite and stuff like that. I guess it was just to kind of make up because it was very obvious about the others. 
But yeah, no, that our, our youngest, uh, the youngest sister was definitely one of the favourites. But And it's funny because my husband would, would say about our baby now because she's like the last one. And he'll say, oh, she's the baby. And I'll say, no, she can't get it. If the others didn't get it, she's not getting it just because she's the youngest. You can't give in to that. Yeah, and, that's interesting. And I, I think just for herself to end up as a well-rounded, I know she's only three, but to end up as a well-rounded adult, I don't want her growing up with this I'm entitled attitude. Because yeah. the rest of the world isn't going to see her like that. She might be my princesses. She's not going to be your boss's princess. So I think you have to treat them a certain way growing up. The way so the rest true, of the world. So true, Laura. Does. So true. And when it comes to your own four, um, you know, how do they bounce off each other? Do they all feel that? Yeah, look, well, they they aren't getting it. I didn't get it either. Or now that you're kind of moving into teenage years, are you prepared for that? Oh, you're so much meaner to me, mom. No, actually, they're actually not like that. I do say to the younger ones, you know, the the older guy, to say, you know, because he has a TV in his room. And I said to the younger ones, okay, you're not getting a TV in your room and you might think that's unfair, but he's an experiment, so we're learning by him. <laughs> and they kind of, they, they laugh at that themselves. But, and I feel it's unfair now to kind of take his TV away from him because it was given to him, but he, to me, he spends too much time in his room. But I think it is a learning. He is the eldest, so we do kind of do things by He's him. The and pig. Yeah, exactly. And he he answers that himself when I do say that. But he, because it's, it is actually true, though. But I'll say to them, you know, just because he gets something doesn't necessarily mean, you know, is if it's right for one doesn't mean it'll be right for the other. But I will always make sure that they feel that it is fair. But they actually, the younger three, get on fantastic. But they actually don't go out to play out, out the front with other friends. They play really, really well with each other. They'll go out the back and they'll play in the house and everything. They play really, really well. But the the eldest, I guess, him just kind of being a little bit older and kind of changing mm. into his teenager years, he just wants to be, on, you know, playing Fortnite the whole time. Yeah. And you're so well equipped for all that, Laura, coming from a family of four yourself. Wow, you must have your hands full. <laughs> yes, very full. I'm actually doing all these courses at the moment on how to deal with teenagers just to have myself prepared. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck with it. And lovely to speak to you, Laura. Thank you very much. You too, Laura. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, that's so interesting Laura it was the middle oh, there's four of them her and her sister were in the middle and they used to call them the other two and now she has four kids herself it's really interesting how we spoke about this before kind of where you fall in the family how that that can impact you and define you in a way today I suppose is more about being the favourite and the effect it can have on you and Laura was saying you know not being the favourite really stood to her and her sister, she said. She said there was more pressure on the eldest and on the baby because they were the favourites. What do you think? Carla says it's not okay to have a favourite child. If they do, they'll find out when the unfavoured child is older that he or she cuts them out of their life. Each child is individual and you treat each child individually. Some need more attention than others. Some have dietary requirements. Some have chronic illnesses. Some have special needs or a disability that requires more attention. But you don't love or favour one child more than the other. If you do, karma will bite you in the ass big time, especially in your old age. Yeah, I suppose it's not about loving one more than the other. It's about, you know... As Laura said, sometimes she gets on better with different parts of their personalities. And I definitely think if you have a kid who's a carbon copy of you, you're going to clash with them in ways that maybe you don't clash with your other kids. So there might be times you prefer the company of one child than another. And our parents were probably the same. Where did it lie in your family? Was there a favourite? Did you feel that there was a favourite? And how did it impact your relationships? I'm on 87 711 1038. Andrea says on WhatsApp, my sister always said that I was the favourite to our mum. 
we are both over 30 now and we know that the reason she thought that is because she has exactly the same personality as our mom and I have a personality similar to my dad. So she got on better with me while we were kids. I hope that makes sense for parents. Now they're getting on great. This is it. And I was saying that like, if you have a, a, a mini you, a carbon copy of you, you're going to spark and you're going to um, frustrate one another. And then as you get older, yeah, the, the fact that you are like, you'll probably get on better. I think that's a really good point to make, Andrea. Thanks for saying that. Another says, I have one sister, two brothers. We all moved out except my sister. She still lives with my mom and she has liquor, gets everything. <laughs> She's 26, uh, but still gets mammied. While three of us are the black sheep, we barely get a look in and she can act like an only child sometimes. I think there's always one that'll be mammy to bitter that siblings will feel like oh they got that and I didn't uh, we'd Laura on the line and she kind of makes sure even though her youngest is three that she never does that with her kids but she was saying you know her oldest has a telly and she or like different things that he gets she says to the younger ones well he's the experiment he's the oldest uh, a friend of mine said to her son she's two boys actually I think I told this story before and the older one was giving out oh no the little one was giving out about the older one and saying like, oh, he did this and he did that and he's so mean or whatever. And she turned around to him and she was like, yeah, but when he was your age, he didn't have a little brother to rat him out all the time. Or no, it was the other way around. It was the older one, that was it, was complaining about the younger one saying like, oh, he has all these things that I didn't have. And she was like, yeah, but he didn't have a big brother. No. Oh, stop. I should have thought about that before I started saying. Anyway, whatever way it was, it was, you know, she leveled the playing field for them. Jesus, sometimes I wonder why I start telling stories. Uh, Deborah says, Hi Spin, there's only two of us in our family and my sister is the favourite, especially with my mum. I think their personalities suit better. They're more like friends. My family are super close and my sister is my best friend. I joke that she's the golden child, but it's all in good fun. And I think for the most part, it is all in good fun. But it can affect how you relate to one another as adults as well. So if you've ever felt that there was a favourite in your family, was it you? How did that affect you growing up? Was there more pressure on you, like Laura said there might be? Or did you feel that as not being the favourite, it stood to you, it made you more robust? Let me know, 087-711-1038. While this ad break is playing, I'm going to have a think about that story again and come back and try and tell it properly. Neve joins me on the line next. Hi, Neve. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Neve, you um, texted in about your relationship with your mum and your brother. Tell me a bit about them. Um, well, basically, um, he's always been the favourite. I've always been the black sheep of the family. Um, I'm like the older one and he's the youngest, but she was very uh, typical Irish mammy and her and her boy kind of a relationship. And I never clicked with my mum and we've always been hot or cold. I've never had a really close relationship with her. We always fought, and even it was probably when you were small. always, yeah. Even when we were small, and you know, the older I got, the more you know, the more toxic it got. Really, as I was saying earlier, it was it was like she was she's the worst critic in my life, and always criticised me no matter what I done, no matter what my life choices were. She always criticised, was never supportive. Yes, he couldn't you know put a foot wrong, um, no matter what he done. Um, and there was always that, I mean, down to, you know, oh, his, you know, he works so hard and he does this and, you know, he does that. And my job was just, you know, well, you know, that's life. You know, it was literally that blasé to her um, and what I'd done in my life. Um, my hair was too blonde. My hair was too dark. I had too much makeup on. I didn't have enough makeup on. She just, yeah, really 
you know, ridiculed me until it came to a head about three, four years ago, and we haven't spoken since. Wow, niece. Yeah. And what about and you? I Go on. And I feel great since. Really? Yeah, I really, really do. I, I, I just, it's just that, you know, you can pick, you can't pick your family, and you shouldn't have toxic people like that in your life, and that's the way I look at it. You know, um, she was dragging me down. Um, it was just constant bickering, constant fighting. Yeah, constantly wanting me to do things for her and guilting me if I couldn't or I was too busy or, you know, no matter what I'd done. And I cut her out. She didn't turn up to my 30th birthday party. And that was the end of that. What's your relationship like with your brother, Neve? I, I, I don't speak to any of them anymore. Wow. Yeah. It's just, you know, and she's happy out. She has her son, what she always wanted, so that's that's just what that is now. And is your dad in the picture? Um, I do I do I, I do speak to my dad, but honestly the, the fight became very, very bitter. It was always, you know, my mum and my brother um always fighting in his corner and you know, my, my dad would always be in my corner. But um as we got older, uh, my dad is away travels a lot, so when it came to a head between me and my mom, and it, the fights were just getting worse and worse, and she, you know, she was just getting, you know, bitter and towards me. Um, she basically, you know, my dad heard her side of the story and kind of went for her. So I, I do, I do, I, I've, I've gotten back in touch with my dad over the last, you know, couple of months or whatever, but it, it'll never be what it was. That's so hard, Neve. But I am yes. glad to hear that you that you're happy. That you know you feel it's it's a good thing that you're not in each other's lives. What would she say? Like if she was to call in after you, what would her version be? What would she think that your problem is? Oh my God, I'd be the worst in the world. I really would. I you you wouldn't you wouldn't be allowed to put her on the radio. <laughs> She'd be the worst in the world. She'd have everything and anything to say about me. She you know um she just. It, it didn't really, you know, I was a, a, a rebel without a cause in my teens, no such thing, you know. <laughs> I didn't murder anybody, but in her eyes, I just I, I just couldn't do any right. Yeah. As I always said, eating bread is soon forgotten when it came to them. Um, and no matter how many nice things you've done, if you've done one wrong thing, it stood by you for life. It just goes to show, Neve. you know, like how the things that happen when we're kids can impact us when we're older. Like this was obviously something that you feel has always been there. Um, oh, yeah. All through my life, it's always been there. Wow. It just got to a point where I realized I actually didn't need them in my life anymore. Um, I didn't need that toxic relationship or that negativity in my life. I don't need to, you know, bring up somebody and have them criticize me for X, Y and Z or you know, my house isn't, you know, this or my dinner didn't look like that or, you know, you've put weight on, you've lost too much weight. It, it, honestly, it just, it was exhausting. Wow. Well, look, I really appreciate you sharing that with us today, Neve, and I'm glad to hear th- things are good for you. So take care. Thanks yeah, a million. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, it had lasting effects in Neve's family. She feels like her brother was always favoured by her mum in particular. She now has no relationship with them. So it just goes to show... Uh, just before I go to my next caller, Karina says you should never have a favourite child or grandchild. This is the reason I cut all contact with my partner's family. It's not fair on our child to be the less favourite. 
Oh, I don't know. I feel like when it comes to grandparents, there's always going to be a favourite. I think the first grandchild is always special. There's nothing really you can do about that, unfortunately. But obviously, Karina could contact. So there you go. Some people will do something about it. Dervla is next on the line. Hi, Dervla. Hi, how are you, Lauren? I'm good. Thank you very much, Dervla. Um, right. You are your dad's favourite, Rachel tells me. I am. I'm a daddy's girl, definitely. So he'll always side with you? Yeah, like in arguments and stuff, he'll definitely take my side. And like the other two, my older sister and my younger brother, they know that I'm my dad's favourite and like we will be joked about, like, oh, dad always has your back, like, so things like that. And like when I was younger, he'd always kind of sneak me money if my mum wouldn't give it to me and stuff. So yeah, I'm definitely the daddy's girl, but... Um, it's probably because I'm the youngest girl, so I'm kind of like the baby. Okay, so you have a, you have an older sister and a younger brother, so you're the middle child. I am, yeah. So that makes sense, you know, sometimes yeah. the middle child is the favourite. What about the other two? Does your mum prefer one of them? Yeah, definitely my brother. She babies him, like he's 19 now and she still treats him like a baby. Okay, that's never going to change. No. So my sister, my sister, unfortunately, isn't a favourite, but she gets on really well with both. <laughs> so she's okay? She's fine. She's grand. She's moved out now, so she's fine. Oh, hilarious. And how do, how do the three of you get on? And yeah, we get on really well. Like, there's no problems with, like, I don't mind that my mum favourites my brother. Um, I don't get on as well with my mum as my with my dad, but yeah, like sure, that's just the way it is. Are you more like your dad, or are you more like your mum? I think I'm more like my mum. So we clash. Like, yeah, we could be talking about nothing, and it will end in an argument. Yeah, I have this lovely quote. I think I put it up on Instagram a while ago, and it's like your mum is your best friend, but also your worst enemy, especially when you're <laughs> alive. So yeah. true. Uh, lovely to speak to you, Dervla. Thanks for coming no on. No problem. Thank you. Bye bye. Um, yeah, I think, especially if you're like your mum, you know. Uh, going back to the thing about granddads or grandparents, right? Karina was saying there on Facebook just before I was chatting to Dervla that uh, you shouldn't have a favourite child or a grandchild. I, I think no matter what, the first grandchild in a family is special. Especially if it's a boy. I don't know what that's about. My brother was the first grandchild on my mum's side and on my dad's side, actually. And... He, yeah, like my nanny and granddad, like my mum's mum and dad, he probably spent more time with them than the rest of us ever did. Like then my auntie has two kids and then there was me. So I just, I didn't spend as much time with my nanny and granddad as my brother did. And I've kind of always accepted that they liked him more, you know, like my nanny loved me, but like she definitely preferred my brother and I'm okay with that. You know, she spent more time with them. Um, there's loads more on my dad's side, so it didn't really matter. But yeah, I think the first grandchild is, is is special and that is just where you arrive, unfortunately, or fortunately. Ruth says, I have an older sister and a younger brother. Me and my brother are the faves, but only because he's the youngest and I'm the only one that does anything for family. My little brother also lives with me. There are 17 years between us. Wow, older sister and younger brother... Um, yeah, that's mad. So in some families, the middle child is the favourite and then some we're hearing that they're not. It's kind of a mixed bag today. This one says, Hi, my mom only has one sister. And when they were growing up, her sister was the golden child. And when their mom died, her sister got everything, including the family home. Everything was left to her. My mom was so hurt by this and swore it would never happen with us. But it does. My brother still lives at home and gets everything. I've had to struggle for everything. And I would, own, and I would be the only one who does anything for my parents. 
it's sad really I know, but you know what? And I feel like we could go off in so many different directions in this conversation today. I I think when it comes to doing stuff for your parents, no matter who you are, whether you're still a child or you're an adult or you're older again and you have your own kids, you can't be doing it within the back of your head going, what am I going to get when they pop their clogs? You know, like, yeah, your brother has the house. Um, and because he's still living there, you probably feel like, oh, well, he'll get the house. And that is frustrating probably because you feel you do so much more for them. But I don't know. And those conversations are really awkward to have. I feel like that's an entire show on its own because you can't be afraid to have those conversations. But ultimately you're talking about, okay, well, when our parents die, who's getting what? And if that is your motive, your ammunition for being nice to them, well, I don't know if it makes you any better, does it? Carla says, it's psychological abuse this is having a favourite, that can lead the unfavoured child to have low self-esteem. The favoured child can grow up to have a higher opinion of oneself too. Leslie Shoemaker made that point earlier on, Carla. And uh, who was it we were talking to? Maggie. She was saying, yeah, definitely true in her house. One of her, she had twin brothers who were older and her mom favoured them. And Maggie said, yeah, one of those twins is a nightmare. Like he's really got a high opinion of himself, feels quite entitled. I was wondering, I don't know if anyone agrees with me, that maybe if you are the favourite and you grow up knowing you're the favourite and your siblings resent you for it, do you grow up with lower self-esteem as a result of that because your siblings, you know, give you a hard time? And that's something that Laura was saying earlier on. She's the, one of the middle two of four. And she said, actually, I'm glad I wasn't the favourite because we are more robust. The older two, well, yeah, she was kind of saying are a bit more entitled But she was like, I kind of feel like it readied us for the world. The fact that we weren't the favourites, me and my middle sister. I think it can depend as well on the ages. So going back to this mum that we were talking about on this morning. Her kids are nine, seven, two and one. And it's the two-year-old she favours. Because she probably feels like the nine and the seven-year-old have each other. Excuse me. And it's the stages that they're at. So she might love that kind of toddler, two-year-old, their gas crack. The nine and seven-year-old might be a bit too cool for school now. Lou says, there's nothing wrong with all this. Even Jesus had a favourite disciple. (laughs) Thanks, Lou. Always appreciate your input on Facebook. John says, the other kids need to raise their game. Or I should give the mum stick in this case. The other three could be little melters. This is it. This is it. And I also think that if one of your kids is really like you, you're going to clash with them. So many people have said that today that they clashed with parents because they were more like them. And Derval was saying that like that's why she's closer to her dad because she's more like her mum. That's okay. It doesn't mean they don't love you. It just means they don't want to be around you as much. Mark says, I can totally relate to the callers who are estranged from their families as I left home at 16. I've had little contact in the last 31 years. Yeah, Mark, thanks um, for sending that in. We have spoken to a few people today who have had quite serious issues with family as a result of, as a result of, they feel, um, parents having favourites when they were growing up. So it can have negative impacts on the family and the dynamic. But I do always feel there's two sides to every story. And that's why I asked um, Neve, who was on, she has no relationship with her mum or her brother anymore. And she feels it's because her mum favoured her brother. And I was like, well, if I was talking to your mum, what would she say? And Neve was saying, oh yeah, she'd have a totally different story. So there you go. There is two sides to every story. Um, but Neve feels like that's why she was a bit estranged from her dad for a while because he got the mum's version of events. 
Anya says, kids are individual people with all sorts of personalities. It is human to like one over others, just as you might have a favourite sister or friend, but you have to treat them all equally fair. And you love them. You just love them in different ways. Rachel says, it's not okay. I know loads of people who have favourites. It's just horrible. Okay, maybe we shouldn't use the word favourite. Ben says, my uncle has always hated my other uncle and I never knew why. They're always fighting. And my mum said it's because his brother was spoiled by their dad as kids and he never get over, got over it. Yeah, and like, a part of me would feel like, oh, here, get over it. But then you talk to Neve, And I wouldn't turn around to Neve and be like, here, get over it just because your mum favoured your brother because it carried on into adulthood. So I definitely think there are so many different angles and avenues we could have gone down on this one today and we kind of went down a few of them and came back again. It's very, very interesting talking about family dynamics and whether or not there's favourites. So thank you for getting involved. We had Leslie Shoemaker on a little earlier on, counselling psychologist. It's something we might come back to, particularly, I know we discussed before where you fall in your family, like where you arrived. Um, definitely a, a topic worth revisiting. Thank you so much for getting involved, but I'm going to have to leave it there. This is the Spin Talk Podcast. Catch Spin Talk with Lauren, live on Spin 1038 weekdays from 1.